Welcome to Postcast, the Utah Jazz behind Monster Knights from Walker Kessler, key scoring from Jordan Clarkson and Lowry Marketing being an all-star, are able to overcome their inability to clear the defensive glass and take advantage of the Raptors' defensive style. It's all in a very interesting upcoming postcast next. David Locke along with Ron Boone with you as the Utah Jazz defeated the Toronto Raptors tonight. Final score 131 to 128. And Ron, this is a really a fascinating game because in a night where the Jazz, you know, Malik Beasley said it afterwards, it felt like they were being dominated because of the offensive glass. It felt like there were there were a bunch of little items that were causing problems. The Jazz actually ended up only turning it over 16 times, which means I think they only turned it over five times in the second half. The Jazz end up having a monster offensive night. This this might be, I don't have it, but uh, I could pull it, but I haven't. This might turn out to be their best offensive night of the year. They finished with an offensive rating tonight of a 132 in the 94th percentile of all performances of all teams all year long. I mean, this was a this was really a fabulous offensive performance by the Jazz tonight, despite some turnovers, despite having a hard time clearing the glass, they, they, they dominated this game with their offensive prowess. Isn't it amazing, though, you, you look at that, and, and I'm sure you're a numbers guy, you look at this a game, you say, well, how do they win it? And, and, and you just find different ways to win basketball games. Um, and, and Toronto finds their certain way of staying in games. Uh, obviously, the, the turnovers, the offensive rebounds, uh, the, the, the fast break points, that's the strength. The Jazz strength is, is shooting the three-point shot. And uh, they were able to hang on. But Beasley said it correctly. I mean, they felt like they were getting dominated because of the offensive glass. And then whenever they uh, would come up with an offensive glass, especially on a long rebound, they're out running. So now you feel like you got to scramble and make sure that you get to the free throw line or you're knocking down three-point shots. I mean, your offensive half-court game had to be good in order to beat this well, team. The Jazz have some amazing shooting numbers. Corner threes tonight. Now, the Raptors allow the most corner threes of anyone in the NBA, so you're taking advantage of what they do. The Jazz go 9 of 13 on corner threes. Okay, that is monster. At the rim, the Jazz are 15 of 20. In the floater zone, which is a 42 or 43% shot, non-restricted area paint, the Jazz make 12 of 15 in the floater zone tonight. This was a monster offensive night by the Utah Jazz. So, as a coach, you go back and watch a game like this because you know you got them coming up here in another week and a half. This team is – so what do you start to figure out? But what do you uh, – the, the first thing they're going to talk about is probably the big thing is the offensive rebounds. Uh, secondly, taking care of the basketball. Can the Jazz get good enough, uh, especially playing up there in Toronto, to the point where they could win a basketball game up there without turning the ball over? Jazz turned it over 16% of their possessions tonight, which actually is not that bad. The Toronto mm -hmm. forces 17% of all opponents' possessions into turnovers, and the Jazz were at 16%. I mean, I think that's part of the reason why the Jazz had a monster offensive night is they actually, by the end of it, didn't, didn't turn over. They turned over 11 times in the first half. They turned it over three times in the second quarter, and they turned over two times in the fourth quarter. That's pretty good. Well, but that also... Uh Toronto's right on point with what they average. I think they're averaging 19 points off turnovers of all game or something like that. And, and that's exactly what they, uh, the Jazz gave up tonight, 19 points off turnovers. That's really that I'm saying that this, this game is scrambling to figure things out. At least I am anyway. But, you know, you're glad you won it. No, and I, 
I mean, I think the scramble is that it felt funky because as 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 Malik said, like when you allow 25 offensive rebounds and closing out every possession is a beast, you just feel like you're being battered and beaten. And then the way they tr are swiping at the ball on every play, they're just exhausting to play. But the fact of the matter is Toronto's not a good defensive team. They came in over the last 10 games, 22nd league defensively. They came in over the season 29th in the league in defensive effective field goal percentage, 28th in the last 10 games, and the Jazz took advantage of that. Yeah. And that's that's what they did. I mean, the Jazz end up the night shooting 53% from the field, 37%, 36% from three on 47 attempts, and they get it done. Uh, and, and so it, and it turns out one of their nights. If there's any doubt that Lowry Markinen is an all-star, which there really should be none, and hopefully at 5 o'clock tomorrow we get the announcement that he is. This this was just another night, and they they were really committed to taking Lowry out of the game. He he only had, I think, four shots early in this game. Four points at the first, after the first quarter. And, and, and then I ask you, you know, how many right. shots is, that has he gotten here in that first quarter? He just wasn't they. Just wasn't getting any shots. And by the end of the night, he's worked through it for 28 points, 13 rebounds, and he and he really committed on the glass for a guy who's not been a particularly good rebounder in his career. I, I thought this was a Walker Kessler is like going to get all the talk here in a second. Yeah. But Lowry marketing tonight. That's an all-star performance. That, that's what a lead dog of your team does. That's a great way of putting it, David. You have a star player. You find ways to get yourself going, and, and you start to figure out, you know, what are they doing to me that I'm not getting the shots that I want. And we're strictly talking about the offensive side of the ball. And you start to figure things out. And, you know, he, he did. You know, he ended up getting, getting up 13 shots in the ball game, and he just did not – have that going in that first quarter. All right, let's talk about Kid Kessler, Walker Ross Kessler. His first quarter, he had six points, four rebounds, four blocks when he checked out. By the time he checked back in, he had six blocks, which was super interesting. So I actually think in the first quarter, he had six points, four rebounds, and six blocks because they added two blocks after he went out of the game. So in the first quarter, he had six blocks. He finishes the night tonight with 17 points, 14 rebounds, seven blocks, Maybe his best play of the night is an assist to Lowry Markinen. He has seven offensive rebounds, which maybe one of his best plays was an offensive rebound. Uh, what are you watching with this kid, Ron? You're seeing the growth. And, and true enough, we get a chance to cheat a little bit because we watch the workouts they put him through. And, hey, and kudos to those guys who work him out before the ball game. They actually get him ready. And, and, they're in, and being the athlete that he is, he's responding very well, recognizing what's going on out there on the floor, um, and, and, make it, and making it happen. True enough, he's scoring everything around the rim, but he's protecting the rim there as well. His growth, I don't know if it's as fast as I thought it would be. I mean, as a matter of fact, I, didn't, I don't think he would, I didn't think he would be as far along as he is right now. He really, at this point, I don't think it'll happen because the, the, the sexy numbers, Paulo Boncaro is putting up the sexy numbers. But Walker Kessler should really legitimately be in the Rookie of the Year conversation at this point. There, there's a really legitimate argument that he is having a bigger impact on games than Paulo Boncaro is having in Orlando. Mm -hmm. I would agree there. And true enough, maybe we're a little prejudiced here because we don't see... Um, on Carol play 
night in and night out like we see um, Kessler, but uh, what he's doing, you would think that he would be. What other rookie anyway uh, is having the kind of year that he's having? Pre-game, on about a nightly basis, particularly from visiting media, we get some similar questions. The question we're getting most often now is about Walker Kessler. And tonight, when Walker was, when Will Hardy was asked about Walker, he gave the same answer he's been kind of giving him, which is he's got great size, he's got great length, he follows the ball with his eyes when he blocks shots. Um, he doesn't, this, he added a new one tonight about the fact that when he goes to block shots, because he plays with two hands, he doesn't reach across. So it doesn't look like he's fouling, and, it, and his body is staying vertical, and the officials like that. Mm-hmm. And he put in there again that he has good hands and great feet. And so I followed up to Will Hardy and said, can you explain to me, you've mentioned great feet now three different times with him over the last three press conferences. Can you give us an example of when that manifests itself? And he talked about the plays in Minnesota where he catches the ball in the paint on balance and makes a pass. He talked about the play the other night on the opening play of the game where you gave a huge fist bump when the play started where he, fist, uh, not fist bump, but fist, uh, whatever, uh, pump, yeah. fist pump. He, he caught it. He looked to make a pass to the wing. It wasn't there. He was still on balance to react. He spun baseline and laid it up and in uh, on the defender. The, I think the key play of the night, if we go back and watch it, I haven't watched the replay yet, is Walker Kessler grabs an offensive rebound in traffic, comes down in on balance, passes to the corner, which I think Tim Lacombe said was a left-handed pass, to Lowry Markinen for the corner three that's kind of the play of the night. Like That's the great feat that Will Hardy's talking about. Those are the feet that lead you to believe that he can be both an offensive and defensive force in this league. Knowing what to do in certain situations and making the right play. I mean, that's that's all what it boils down to there, David. Uh, I, I agree with balance. I like the idea of having balance. But, you know, if, if you're an athlete, sometimes you're not on balance and you can still, you know, make that make that kind of play. But it's 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 the coaching to the point where you get something like that, that and you're not in your scoring zone, your eyes are out, and you make the right pass to the right person. The chat room is completely dominated with a conversation of Walker Kessler versus Rudy Gobert. I, I really wish for Walker Kessler's life he could live without that conversation. It may never end. The fact is, well, one of them's the greatest defensive player the game has seen in the last 20 years. Yeah, Walker will be a better offensive player than Rudy, than Rudy ever was because of what we're talking about right here. Correct. Rudy never had that balance, never had those feet, and never could play without losing his balance, partially because of his build. And so, yes, Walker will be a better offensive player than Rudy. But if you're asking Walker to be a better defensive player than Rudy, you're asking Walker Kessler to be the greatest defensive player that the league has seen since Dikembe Mutumba. Okay, let me point out something. Remember when I was asking you about the wingspan? Yeah, so I went back and looked at my notes there of yeah. when they had the the um, the meeting with with the, yep. with the players and and in that meeting he pointed out he wanted to be the Rudy Gobert of this basketball team, be as good as Rudy Gobert on this team, and I think he's on his way. No, and he's having a massive impact. He's the fourth best rim protector in the league after the last nine games. I don't know what tonight will do to that. He's one of the he's one of the fourth or fifth best in the season. Like he's massively great. But let's just be care let's be fair Trevor. to him and let's be fair to Rudy. Right, exactly. Like, about what we're talking about in this comparison. Yeah. All right. Um 
I think the offensive rebounding thing, we're not a good defensive rebounding team. I think it was unique to what Toronto does, so I'm not too worried about it. Jazz have won 7 of 10. They're just getting better and better and better. There's one other note we should add tonight. Super interesting. Ochai Abaji finishes the game tonight. For the yeah, Jazz. he did. He finished the ball game, which was absolutely just the confidence that they have in him. He ended up playing 16, about 17 minutes, which is special. And just being in the ball game at the end of the ball game had to be special for him. You think that makes him feel? He's going home tonight. They got that much trust in me that uh, they let me finish. All right. But mine's easy. I got two stars. I'm gonna throw a curveball. I think on my second one. I don't think you're. I don't think you and I are gonna agree on the second one. Walker's one of them, right? Yeah, Walker's one. Conley's the other. Oh, I'm going Jordan Clarkson. Are you really? I'm going. Clarkson. I just think we've got to give Jordan some credit for the fact that we're playing a switching defense. Late in a close game, he's the one guy in this roster that can go beat guys and make plays, and he did it on three key possessions tonight that won us the game. Yeah. Just the same way we had with Beasley the, yep. the other night yeah, there as well. So I just yeah, I think Mike Conley was great. I think that's totally fair. He was 19 points, 8 rebounds, 9 of 9 from the line. He was great. He handled the switching defense. I actually think all these guys offensively tonight deserve great credit. I mean, they Jazz had a 130 offensive rating. It's pretty monstrous. Have yeah. a great night. Thanks very much. This has been... Postcast after every Jazz game with Ron Boone. Locked on Jazz comes to you tomorrow. Have a good one.